a show for the people, by the people, and well, as I said earlier, for the people. Welcome to Tetras European football. We are primarily based in Plan, the home of well, the most I am not alone. I have Pelumi as well as Damola in this building, in this, within our studio here. It's always a pleasure to have you gentlemen around. Pelumi, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, hello. Good evening. I'm very good. Thanks. How are you doing too? It's always blissful to have you gentlemen around. Damola, it looks like you took a break, a break off, but you're back now. How are you feeling tonight? Yeah, madam, I'm feeling very good. Um, it's always nice to be on the podcast, and it's always nice, very nice to record with you guys. Thank you. So last weekend, like I, well, last weekend, my of last weekend was casual because it was not so eventful. We did not see any major surprises, as well as we did not. It was not so unexpected. It was not so boring. So yeah, it was just something we all expected to see, and it happened that way. So quickly, let me run you guys through everything that happened. On Friday night, we saw Newcastle United and Leeds United play out a 1-1 draw. Very, very funny one, actually. Rafinha's goal was probably something I did not expect. Anas and Mazimi's equalizer was also something, something tricky in it. So it was, it was quite eventful and a lot of missed chances in that game, too. But on Saturday, probably where a little bit of surprise that form was in, if Antonio turned over the furniture in Molineux. Manfred went away from home. And stole all three points against the against Wolverhampton Wanderers, leaving Wolves in somewhere I don't think I really really like to see them actually. But two goals to nothing. Congratulations to Brentford for that from for that win, their second win in the Premier League, their first away win in the Premier League. Was thanks to goals from Ivantoni, <laughs> thanks to goals from Ivantoni and um Mbwemo in that game. Then on Saturday afternoon, lunchtime kickoffs, we saw Watford beat. Norwich City by three goes to one, leaving Norwich City with zero points. Still zero points after five games played and a very, very large negative goal difference. By one goal to nothing at Stockmore. Then also, we saw the weird one. But let me, I think I would need to say a quick word, a quick word on this one. How do you think? I that much. I saw the game. I saw the game. Southampton were very impressive. I would say over the ninety, they were the better team. City upped the tempo in the in the final fifteen minutes. Southampton were really good. They were closing them down very quickly. The only mistake Southampton kept making is their 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 decision making in the final third. That was what kept you know it kept letting them down. He kept letting them down. They didn't just... And then the time they got a penalty, that was actually a penalty, in my opinion. It was a penalty. And then the VAR overturned it. So, you know. Yeah. Mm. But I Speaking feel the exact same thing. Well, they got one. Which, in my own opinion, against the Manchester City, you should consider that a big win. Speaking of refereeing controversies, we'll get to that later as well. We need to actually maybe... See a few words concerning the thing controversies later on the show, later later in this recording. But in the meantime, I can also tell you that Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, and Fabinho were the goal scorers for Liverpool as they beat Crystal Palace three goals to nothing. Not Fabinho. Not Fabinho. Was it Fabinho that scored? Was it Fabinho that scored? Yes. 
Navigator. 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 They might have just started stepping up to that mantle. They beat Everton three goals to nothing, which I found quite impressive. If I'm being honest, Matty Cash was on the goal score was on the goal scorer his very first goal in Aston Villa in an Aston Villa shirt. Also, Leon Bailey got on the score sheet in that game, which was quite impressive, coming from the bench and scoring one goal for himself. Quite impressive. Then on Sunday, this is another point where referee controversy or the offside rule needs to probably be looked into again. Let's try to score twice. Thrice in that game, but only one of their goals stood in that game. Yeah, um, Two goals. Adam, Adam, can I say something? Yeah. yeah. Because I yeah. saw the game, actually. And, well, the the first goal, the uh, the first disqualified goal, I can say, okay, that one can be disqualified for offside. But the second goal they scored, which indeed, was indeed that scored the second goal. Like, the oh, the player yeah. in front of the of the keeper had nothing to do. He wasn't even interfering. So it was Haribans. It was Haribans in both Again, but, but, but I think the, the uh, yeah, I think as you said, it, it needs to be looked into because you know when a player is in front of the keeper, but he's not obstructing his view. I don't know how how what? how uh, what's his name how uh, Atwell, the referee, got to know how, how the VAR officials checked and they said okay, it was yeah, he blocked the keeper's view. I didn't see anything as as, um, as such. I actually feel blessed that they should have won the game or at least gained the draw. Exactly. Even Brenda Rogers said. It was really. He said even at least the second one. He also, I think, he mentioned it specifically. He said one of the goals should have stood, but I the believe second that goal should have stood because second goal should have stood uh, eventually because it wasn't. He, he, he never got into the view of the keeper. It wasn't obstructing his view. Nothing was happening. But I think the view. Well, the, the rule is a rule. Speaking of controversies, would have been a very very big talking point, or has been a very big talking point. Was when. Martin Atkinson oversaw Manchester United against West Ham United on Sunday afternoon. Twice in that game, at least a minimum of two times, there were clear penalty calls. I don't I, I think none of them were reviewed by the by VR as well. That was the most annoying thing. You know, even even in normal in uh, normal uh, matches, you know, if there's a if there's, if there's yeah. an incident or a foul, you see something like okay. VR, VR in check, but it wasn't even checked that they were clear exactly. penalty calls. So I do not know what the VR ref was doing. I don't know whether he was he was asleep doing his duty or something like that. Because no. but at least one of the penalties should have there was two clear penalty calls. So I do not know what the, uh, the me, VR the is doing or something. The VR will um, what do you think of this penalty VR issue that happened over the weekend? It was. It was on two occasions at least. I was convinced that it was a penalty on two occasions. The first occasion was the was the sofa location. Yeah, cut away from sofa. Obviously, it was so obvious it was that Sofa's leg was outstretched. The fact that the referee on the pitch didn't even count that as a penalty is shambolic. Then the second incident, the Zuma, he gave a corner. He gave the corner for a ball that Ronaldo himself kicked out, and it was Zuma that fe- that failed Ronaldo or more. The Premier League refereeing is, 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 is like a double-edged sword. There's no consistency at all. There's no consistency. Yeah. But look it's me, just that, like... that, is, that is what we've been trying to see. 
week in, week out, they continue to make different decisions, different decisions. On I mean, the I mean, same it needs to be, it needs to be something like universal. Let it, what stands for A should stand for B. What stands for C should stand for D. But they are, they are well, continue. Go on. Well, this is what personally, personally, myself, I did not see any of the games until maybe Wednesday night. I didn't until Wednesday afternoon or so. That's when I was able to catch any of the highlights of any of the games that happened over the weekend. And even I personally, let's even leave my hate for any of the teams or my partial dislike for some of the teams. I can tell you, especially, especially the Leicester game, I saw the highlights about, about three times. And I was like, even if you had cancelled the first one, I believe the first one was... The second um, one should have stood. That was the very, very It was too easy. I mean, it was very annoying. Then when I saw the Manchester United one, I was like, come on, you guys, are, you guys have to be joking. Especially the Zuma incident. That one was even more obvious than the Vladimir Kupal incident in the first, in the first, um, in the first um, incident. So, but anyways, congratulations to Manchester United. Thank you to Jesse Lingard for giving them and no, it's nice no, 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 no. Thank you to David Dia. It was, it was David Dia. Thank, thank you to yes, David Dia. I, I was coming there, gentlemen. Let's, let's not rush into it. A bigger thank you to David Dia for a last-minute penalty save from McNobu. McNobu took the shot from 12 yards and David Dia died. I want to, to I want to say something. Penalty save in, in, over, in, over, in over five years, I believe. It was want, quite impressive, actually. Right. I want to say something. Go ahead, go ahead. About the, um, about the West Ham penalty incident. Okay, the rule is zero, all right. But then I feel like the rule should also be considerate of the players. If you saw that, um, if you saw the penalty, fine. We would say it was a penalty. His, his hand was in an unnatural position. It was His hand was making his body bigger. But if you look at the proximity of Shaw to Yamolenko, it was very difficult for him to get his hand out of the way. The rule is meant to be reviewed that when the player, the, the player in question, let's say the attacker, is very close to the defender, we have to be considerate that it's not possible for the defender to just quickly get his hand out of the way. But then the rule is the rule. Of course, according to the rule, it's a penalty. But then there are still flaws in the room, so that. Yeah, sorry. All right, Damola, I believe you said you saw the Brighton Leicester City game, right? Yeah, I saw the game. I saw the game. Yeah. That penalty was given to that. Look at that incident. We could see that falling down, but yes, they still get the penalty against him. Personally, I don't feel that was correct. Sorry, yeah, it's I, I, I didn't catch what you said. I didn't. I didn't get that. I said, look at the look at the Brighton the penalty that was given to Brighton. Oh, oh, yeah. Sotegaard was clearly sitting down. You could see him falling down to the ground. But yet, he expected to keep his hand to himself when he doesn't even have control over his body. Yeah, that is... See, I... I For Premier League refs, for Premier League I do not know what to say for to Premier League refs. I think those guys need to be retrained and, you know, some of them need to go back to the uh, I don't know is it um, refereeing academy or whatever wherever they go to because some of these guys they make the most clearly obvious errors in refereeing game which can change the decision of the game because I do not well yeah. I don't know at least the the game is the right. game that's 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 ups and downs of the game sometimes it's, it's against you yeah. sometimes it's for you that's football well anyways 
finally in the game week we saw a a a, a more or less defensive minded player than Chelsea shirts. Chelsea were able to get good use of their defensive minded players. The two centre backs and yeah, and Ungolo can't Kante, Antonio Rudiga, and Thiago Silva won three goals to nothing against Tottenham at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And that was how we ended up the game weekend for game week five. Now we look into how the standings look like. You see Chelsea and Liverpool, as, lo- as well as Manchester United, um, joined first, but Manchester goes behind. Making them third on the table. Chelsea are first because they played because they got to the to the plus eleven first before Liverpool. But they both have plus. So Chelsea are still swimming in the top half. To be more specific, they are still swimming in the top four of the Premier League as of March game with five. Brighton and Liverpool twelve points to their name are fourth on the table. And they are they are ahead of Manchester City. We we yeah. we we have seen such before several times. They do that uh, last oh. last last last. No, but for me, I think Brighton. Even if they end up struggling, even if of course I don't expect them to keep up this pace. I don't ex- I don't see them finishing outside the top half of the table. That's just okay. for me. And it seems like their defense has really improved. Well, it's more or less the same personalities, except the introduction of Kukureya. But more or less, it looks like maybe the players just got better. Yeah, 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 sure. And then the removal of Ben White, who's now at us now. Well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. I've or something, but I don't, I don't have to you know, your own professionalism. <laughs> well, on the bottom half of the table, Wolverhampton won at 16 with three points. Leeds United at 17 with also three points. Newcastle United 18 with two points. Burnley at 19th with just one point, and Norwich City at 20th, bottom of the log, with no point from five games played. Who knows? It looks like Norwich City are headed back to the championship again. No, it's too to say, but they're relegated. There's no way they do it. There's nothing. I don't see that team staying up. And they're not going to get relegated. Where they are presently, 20th, that's where they will finish. Well, 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 I guess we'll see. Except. except they sack Daniel Farka, which I don't see them doing because the last time they got relegated, they kept Farka till they went to the championship and then kept him and then he brought them back up again and then they are going to go down again. Well, that's interesting. Anyways, away from that, we see Michael Antonio, Mohamed Salah and Bruno Fernandes are joint top goal scorers in the Premier League with four goals apiece. Paul Pogba still sits ahead on top of the assist standings with seven assists. Michael Antonio and, and Matteo Kovacic both have three assists to their name, joint second. In the clay sheets race, we see Liverpool, Chelsea, and Manchester City with four clay sheets to themselves. Although, goalkeeper-wise, Edward Mendy has not fallen to second after not being able to participate in the last game for Chelsea. Well, away from that, let's now look into what's to come in this weekend. And it's a very, very bright start to the Premier League this weekend. This one, I'm going to leave both of you on. Both hand, all hands on deck on this one. It's Chelsea versus Manchester City, as well as Manchester United against Aston Villa at lunchtime kickoff on Saturday. Let's begin with the elephant, with the elephant in the way. Chelsea against Manchester Well, look, this one is more or less a, a, a what you would call a clash of the titans. But what do you see happening? 
presently And when I mean handle, it's not just play a game of football where they defend all through and then hit them on the counter like um, Tottenham did. Chelsea is one team I think can do it. They are much solid. They are much organized. Uh, I don't know. But honestly, I'm praying for a draw. That's what I want. So at least if United win, then they, they drop points. But I, I don't know. It's understandable. Damola, Chelsea against Manchester City. Oh, sorry, let's quickly jump into the second one. Looks like we're running out of time. Damola, United against Aston Villa. Um, United against Aston Villa. Okay. Let's say, uh, okay, we, we now have Cristiano Ronaldo. We, uh, you, can, you can get goals for us. We still have uh, Bruno Fernandes. Uh, we have four players as well. And Aston Villa. Aston Villa are currently sitting... Uh, they are they are sitting tenth and well with uh, this guy El them uh they are players that have been really playing well El, um is it El Ghazi and this uh, this left oh, El Ghazi. This, this left footed guy and uh, I've forgotten his name um, John Magin John Magin yeah him so well let's see okay it's, John Magin it should be it should it should be an easy win for Manchester United if they know what they are playing because the quality of players in the squad is is enough for them to actually to be an easy win for Manchester United. But Manchester United can't be Manchester United. So, well, <laughs> I, I'm not really thinking of it. But I, I feel we should win. We will win to win the game. So, I think that's well, the game United. At the same time, Chelsea and Manchester City will be slugging it out in the west side of London at the Stamford Bridge against Manchester City. Anyways, we see our goal. Yeah, people, people need to note. Sorry. People need to yeah, note the time that it is now 12.30 because the game was formally put in the 3 p.m. slot. But then there's there's a cricket match going on at Trafford Cricket Ground. So the police, in conjunction with the Premier League, decided to move the time up a bit so to avoid logistical issues. So people need to note that it's now 12.30. Okay. All right, thank you very much for that. In our goal rush... But in the afternoon, in the proper goals in the afternoon, we see Leicester City against Burnley, Everton against Norwich, Leeds United against West Ham United, and Watford against Newcastle. Later on Saturday evening, it is Brentford versus Liverpool. I think we can all agree when I say just maybe, just maybe. It's very, very slim, but just maybe if anything can actually do something against Liverpool, it could just be Antonio and Mbwemo. But let me, do you think that's possible? I, I, I don't I don't want to rule out anything with that Brentford team because they've done they've they've surpassed my expectations. So nothing. I can't rule out anything. All right, quickly. Damola, do you think if anybody is me, for example, I'm personally thinking it's my Lassar just might be a wild horse. This is a Newcastle team that are not sitting pretty, they are not they are not sitting well in the Premier League table, they are 18th on the table. And what for are looking to capitalize and get points from almost anywhere they can get it. 
do you think it's possible that Watford are actually take it away from Steve Bruce's men? Yes, definitely. I think um, Newcastle, they've not been playing well. They've just been securing a couple of draws and uh, draws here and there. Because they, they, they just have two points from uh, five games we've played. So, well, I think it should be an it should be an easy fixture. An easy fixture, I mean, mm. for Watford. And I think what is my last and, and and his teammates should be able to get something tangible. Maybe three points out of the game. All right, then. All right, on Sunday afternoon, we see Southampton against Wolverhampton Wanderers by 2 p.m. Hopefully, just hopefully, Wolves might actually get proper points out of this. Why game. do I it's, think that game is ending in draw? Huh. Also, it is possible because both of them are more or less in the same bracket of, of situation. Yeah, right? Most of those, most of those, like the, the lesser lights in the Premier League, you see them when they play against the bigger teams. They do so well. And then when they play against, against their they they are wondering, ah, isn't this the same set of players that were so impressive last weekend? Exactly. What happened? They I just... Do you remember that game? West Ham, South Ham, West Ham were high flyers and all of a sudden, they saw somebody I would call a lesser team compared to the present West Ham, South Ham team, And it was a goalless goal. Unfortunately, even worse for them, they lost Michael Antonio. But anyways, that's over. It looks like Michael Antonio is back, actually. Yes, Michael yeah, is available. back. Mitchell, in the, in, on, on the weekend. Then, on Sunday evening as well, 4.30 p.m. on Sunday, we see something, something, something classic, something... Yeah, we shall see what I the Emirates. I need you guys to give me something tangible. Do you think Arsenal's run of form is actually impressive enough to actually keep Arsenal, on Arsenal, Arsenal has been getting away with one new draws, that uh, with one new wins. I don't think that's that uh, that would be enough to actually silence a, a Tottenham team. So I see Tottenham winning the, the game. I see Tottenham winning the game. Tottenham have lost two games. Arsenal win those two games on the bounce. But let me. Wow. Where are you standing I, on this one? I, I have I have an opposite view of it of Damolas, which is weird, which is which I know will be weird to our listeners, considering I always shit Arsenal. But I think Arsenal will win this one. I don't know. I think Arsenal actually win it, and they will be impressive. They will win it, and it will be an impressive win, something like a three. Arsenal, Arsenal been picking up the wins. I think four straight games now, or three straight games now that they've won. Yes, three straight games yes. now that they've won. It's impressive. And meanwhile, Tottenham yeah. have struggled in do- in that same time span. Tottenham's game in Europe, they played a 2-2 draw with... Um, yeah, 2-2 draw. Then they lost 3-0 to Crystal Palace. That was really shocking. Then they lost to Chelsea. That one wasn't even shocking. It was expected. So And then their performances have been flaccid. They've been terrible. So And Arsenal, Arsenal and looks then, like Mojo back. So why not? Okay. Well... Maybe, just maybe it could be Arsenal's night. Well, finally, on Monday night football, we see Crystal Palace coach Brighton and Obabion. Maybe another three points for Brighton and Obabion is on the cards. Well, let's quickly go into the final section of tonight's, tonight's, well, game, tonight's showdown. We are going to Europe again next midweek. European football is back. The UEFA Champions League is back again for match day two. And quickly, let me run through. Let me run through our fixtures on Tuesday evening. LFC Cup on Tuesday evening, we see Inter Milan against Shakhtar Donetsk. 
You see Ajax Amsterdam against Besiktas. Those two games are eligible from Tuesday evening. Then later on Tuesday night, we shall be seeing PSG against Manchester City. I will come back to that game in a second. We see Madrid against debutants, Sheriffs, who have gotten themselves three points against Shakhtar Donetsk already. Then, also, we'll be seeing Porto against Liverpool. Something, well, something I think I'm quite looking forward to. AC Milan will be looking to pick up their first set of points against Atletico Madrid on Tuesday night as well. Dortmund will be looking to capitalize and build upon their first win already against Sporting CP, Sporting Lisbon, when they host them at the, um, at the, um, um, the name would be, um, Oh my god, the signal is in a park. Yeah, thank you very much. Then finally, on Tuesday night, the final game of Tuesday night is Leipzig against Cobroga. So now let's go back to the big one I mentioned earlier PSG against City. Damala, over to you. Yeah, Paris Saint Germain and Manchester City. I think we had this kind of we had this game uh, uh, last season as well. Uh, PSG yes. against Manchester yes. City. Uh, yes. Well, Messi, I don't think Messi would play, but if he, uh, because he's, he's currently injured and in the future in the yesterday's uh, win again, P- yeah. PSG had to snatch out a late a late minute winner again to, to be able to uh, win against the opponent, Akimi. Yeah, so I think PSG, well, uh, people have been thinking, okay, they will be invincible, they will be this, they will be that, because okay, Messi is in the team and they have a couple of sign new signings, even though Sai Ramos has not been able to feature. But well, let's see if yeah. when he features, he will add something to the to the defense, and maybe build up the team spirit. And the Manchester City, they've been ruthless. Let's see what they will play against Chelsea, because I'm 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 actually I'm I'm thinking okay, is the anything they performs against Chelsea is what they will take into the uh, Champions League on Tuesday. And since yeah. so it it is yeah, it doesn't really matter because it's is a um, good stage. Well, I think. This um, this game will be very very interesting, but I see Manchester City mm. grinding out the win. I don't see PSG uh, doing something really uh, efficient. Follow me. I know they are your local rivals, but I need you to be plain and and open minded this time around. So Manchester City the against Paris. Only thing is, I'm of the opinion that City will crush PSG. I see if the scoreline is not is not really big, City will control mm. the game. City will control mm. that game. I don't see PSG laying a laying hands on City at all. And fine, the, the only thing I could I feel like will help them maybe on the counter. But if City can hold the ball and be very efficient with the ball, Omar. There's nothing for PSG. There's nothing because PSG has been struggling against even the the lesser teams. It's now against an impressive man that is in form. Oh my God! May they not sack. Everybody is beginning to speculate that I was hoping we would die down that matter for now. Well, they are still going out the way. They are still they still have a perfect start in the league one. So maybe maybe not yet for Pochettino. But after no, the league one, league one is not PSG's game. Yeah, the Ligon is not PSG's game. He cannot, he cannot uh-huh. say that. What did you say? I said after seeing them against Club Brugge in their first match in their first match in the Premier League, it was just Club Brugge. No offense, Club Brugge played impressively in that game, but I believe PSG were better at that. Seeing Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe is enough scare for any defense. Those guys played like they were the ones with Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe, and PSG were playing. It was like it was it was like Freaky Friday on a Tuesday night. That I think on, on the Wednesday night, pardon me. 
It was like freaking Friday on the Wednesday night, properly. Because how did that? It was like PSG switch switch bodies. PSG players switch bodies with Clubruga players bodies, and PSG and and vice versa. Because I did not understand. No, Alan Hans Vanaken. Um, um, sorry, there's a name I'm missing here. Um, this young kid, 20 years old, the counter Yes, those guys played like the the way it was. It was more or less like you know when they say young stars come on exhibition and show up for scouts. Maybe they get signed contracts, something like that. Because they were so impressive. They played every single inch. What I had to ask myself, what what actually what actually burst my brain. After the game was the uh, Klobuga's uh, keeper. He said, okay, he didn't really make impressive. Uh, he just made like two saves and they were very easy. Against, against, the, OP, against the OPS side, saying that. Unfortunately, Mbappe had to leave early, but even the moral Ikari that came on for him afterwards, I was not impressed at all. Ikari was caught offside three times. At least. I could count the one that found myself. I know that at PSG. Icardi is lucky to be at PSG. I don't, I don't, I don't see anything that guy. I don't see anything. No, 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 no. I don't see anything in him. He's just poor. He's terrible. He just maybe 30 to 10 minutes to play as well. Because he was caught offside three times. He slowed down the attack. I don't know. He was not aware of his position. And for a go and for a striker. That is extremely, that is like number one. You have to be aware of where you are. Try to operate on the shoulder of the last man. You are the first person that wants to operate on the counter. But every time you are caught behind that line, it was very, very, very disappointing. Honestly, I was disappointed with PSG all around. I was more disappointed in Moro Ikadi. Fine, I'm not even going to even mention maybe, I'm not even going to make excuses. Messi was also below fan that game, but also we can also say he was unlucky because he had a few shots that were not really easy. He had an open chance that he blew over the bar, which is not Lionel Messi like. That's also something I think I want to keep on the low. But away from all that, let's go into Wednesday night. Uh, we are looking to consume our time quickly. On Wednesday night, on Wednesday evening, the early calls are Atalanta against Youngberg and Zenit St. Petersburg against Malmo. Zenit St. Petersburg and Malmo still here to pick up their first points as they both lost on match day one. Atalanta against Young Boys. Atalanta have one point, Young Boys have three points. Still high on life against from that 2 1 victory against Manchester United. Let's see what they will do this time around. Then later at night, we see Benfica against Barcelona. Then the big talking point here will be Juventus against Chelsea. United against Villarreal. Munich, Bayern Munich against Dynamo Kiel. World Bayern Bayern against Sevilla. You said what? Follow me. Another win for Bayern babies. Uh, that's most definitely going to happen, and I'm thinking they will score one and three this time around. Bayern's crushing somebody. Let's let's see let's see how it goes. But quickly, let's jump into Juventus against Chelsea. That's our major talking point and our final topic for tonight. Adam, that, that, to Adam, that game is a no is a no contest for Chelsea. <laughs> game is a no contest. Wow, that that that's disappointing. It is not disappointing because if you see right. what Juventus has been playing in the Serie A, but even the they needed well, what do they call it to 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 sweat blood before they could draw the win against was it with United they they, they played last three two against yeah against Spezia three two three two they scored those they wanted to come back it was twisted all around. It was twisted around. Juventus so, took the lead. Spezia took the lead. 
then you want us to believe again. That, in fact, the game is a no-brainer about Chelsea. I, wait, I think Lukaku might end up scoring a Champions League trick or something. Against that same season that we keep, if it is season that we keep, just that Ju- Juventus is already two it's, goals now. It's not anyone apart from Chesney now. Juventus is two goals now already because that guy. <laughs> honestly, Adam, honestly, that game. Hey, God in heaven. I don't want, I don't, because UV are the old lady. Let Chelsea please respect the age. Let them respect the elderly part of UV. Because, because UV can't do anything. <laughs> I think I've been laughing since. Because I've just been picturing how Chelsea will rip that team apart. Their defense Although, is, they've been poor. Chesney has not even covered himself in glory. He's been terrible. He's been Below terrible. I don't even know how he's still. The only reason why he's I still down. Uh, 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 I saw that one by myself, and I did not understand what I was looking at. If I'm being honest, that was the way I saw it. I did not understand what I was looking at because this is a Juventus team that normally in the Serie A they pick everybody apart, and by pick everybody, I mean everybody. The great Inter Milan, Roma, AC Milan, they pick them apart like they are nothing. And this is Juventus I am seeing struggling. I saw Dybala in that game. Dybala tried his best, but we could see that something was not right with that team. Dybala, Chiesa were not doing it right. I did not understand what was running in, Marcel, in, in Allegri's head. Why Moise can't play up to, up to almost the armor before he was to fight. It's not about the armor. Morata was on the bench. Morata came in and actually cheered them up a bit. He helped them. But I don't understand what is my what is my skin what is what is my skin adding to that team particularly. No, obviously, who needs Ronaldo? Nobody. I do not understand it. I was very very disappointed. I do not understand it. Hopefully, they build in from this weekend. I can't remember who they are playing against. I think it's I think it's in, I think they have Milan very soon. I'm not sure if it's this weekend or the one after the championship. No, that so, they play the one one ultra with Milan. The Milan should have won oh, okay. so for a miss from Pekka. But I know they, I think Namis should be Roma because I know they have a big team somewhere around. No, um, to, no, no, no. They have uh, Sampdoria next on the 26th. Okay. Sampdoria. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, 26th. And then they are playing uh, Chelsea. Okay. Champions League night. All right. Thank you very much. Well, on that note, we have come to the end of this interesting and exciting episode. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining me. It's always a pleasure to have you around. Any final words from you guys? Thank thank you. Well, I hope United doesn't act as United acts. And let us, (laughs) at least, let us win against Aston Villa. Let us us get the win against Villa. Let us get our win against Villa. What you have mentioned that Manuel Lanzini Single, Manuel Lanzini's goal was enough to take United out of one of the trophies they could be contesting for this season. United out of the Carabao Cup. So Manuel Lanzini did that to them. Let's just see what happens, honestly. I have just one final question. One final question for you, United boys. At what point are we expected to see the 80 million you pay for Jamie Sancho? At this point, so Okay. Well, I'm yeah, we bought Jaden Sancho for the future. 
So if he's not currently delivering for us, we he's still fine. But we bought him for the future. We are still grooming him. So let's leave our boy. Let him rest. Stop putting unnecessary pressure okay. on his head. All right, sir. All right, thank you very much for joining me. It's always a pleasure to have you guys around. Have a good game week. Have a good Champions League. And have everything good for you people. Good night. Have a good footballing week. Yeah, you too.